Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert. The story. Headline. The spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babbin, and I'm joined with my fabulous co-host, Joe Belorier of PR Web. Hey, Joe. Hi, Brandy. How you doing? I'm good. I, I'm excited for our interview today. This will be hot. It is going to be. Well, you know, I don't think she does it any other way but hot. She, <laughs> she's so hot, I had to go get my hair cut and colored. That's the reason why I'm kind of sliding in under the, uh, you know, right under the line. And by virtue of the uh, live studio webcam, I can see that they did a great job. Yay, I hope so. I, I mean, I like talk about getting it done and then leaving. I never even got to look in the mirror, which maybe is a good thing. Um, hey, so you know what? I think we should get into this. What do you think? Ready. You want to you wanna get into this? Could be a little ready. sticky. Ready. All right. So our featured guest today is Margot Mateus, who if you don't know, but you people should know, she's a spin doctor. Uh, behind so many people that you see lucky enough to be quoted in all the major, um, you know, mainstream media, trade publications. She's the woman. She's a media maven. She's got 20 years as a public relations industry veteran. She's a former newspaper and radio journalist. And her main focus is training public relations practitioners to secure coverage in the also coveted Wall Street Journal, New York Times, CNN, Oprah, USA Today, Time, and more. Uh, she's very involved in the Public Relations Society of America, and we are just very happy to have her with us today. Welcome, Margo. Hey, Brandy. How you doing? I'm great. I'm glad. Thanks for the new haircut. That's awesome. What? What? I said thanks for the new haircut. I appreciate that. You know, because I, I, I knew you could smell my roots. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're just a couple days past mine, so I, we're, all, we're all doing good here. All right, awesome. Image is everything, it, as we say, right? It is, and I, I, I was humiliated and embarrassed as soon as I heard you you know as soon as I heard Brasco booked you I said oh my god she's gonna smell if I have roots or split ends she's gonna know so. Brandy you are fabulous no matter what and you know that I'm a complete fan of yours oh you're so fabulous keep keep it going we need we need positive Brandy sound bites yeah, this, is, this is a Brandy show who needs Graham Norton we have our own version of Brandy you're so awesome we, we love Margot um, and we that's why too. thank you and that's why you're so successful at, at so let's get let's get right into this okay because okay. I mean our whole show you know everything that we talk about here is PR and when you really think about traditional PR it's about you know, not just outputs, but outcomes. Yes, it is. So let, let's start talking about, um, like, that whole thing about, you know, you get all the, everyone's wanting about, you know, these outputs. What is the best way for people to, first of all, understand who it is that they should be targeting to get the proper coverage? Like, how does, okay. how does someone start? Like, if you're, if you're out there, how, like, what are some of the best tips in regard to, like, getting people started on how, how do you market segment to, for your product or service? Well, to me, there's two ways of looking at it. One is you have to determine what outlet's going to give you the best bang for your buck, in other words. Um, where, where is your target demographic? It's just like marketing. You know, mm-hmm. Public relations is, is a marketing function. It's an extremely powerful and influential and important marketing function. 
and it's one of the most cost-effective marketing functions. So when advertising dollars are cut, your PR budget should not ever go down because dollar for dollar, you know, PR just far outweighs the reach and impact and penetration of advertising. Right. And what, um, yes. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, I think wasn't like the latest survey something, and I can't quote exactly, but something to the effect of it's like a one to five return advertising dollars versus PR? I would say at least that, yes. Okay. And in some cases more. It depends on how good your hit is. But um, so, you know, if, if you know your target demographic, here's a good example. I was working with a, a client um, several years ago when I had my boutique firm. And I asked him, and you should always ask your clients, what's your dream media? A lot of practitioners are afraid to ask, right. what do you want? Because they think they can't deliver it. Mm-hmm. My attitude and what I teach people to do is to focus. Don't any, do any of the scattershot stuff, but really focus on what the target is and what you need, where your target demographic is, and then go after it. So there's two ways to approach it. One is to decide where your market is and how you need to get into a publication or an outlet that's going to deeply impact and reach that market. The other thing that happens is that we generally generally and generate stories, right? Mm-hmm. So we may say, oh, I've got a great story to tell, and I want to tell the world about it, and then you have to decide which outlet's going to be receptive to that story. But if we go back to the story that I was relating with my client, he said, well, I'm a regional distributor of air purifier units, so I need to be on the cover of the weekend real estate section of the Virginian Pilot daily newspaper. That's very specific. He knew his market. Mm-hmm. And I, I tend to think that our clients know their markets better than we do in a lot of sense. I mean, they should know where their customers are. Absolutely. And it's our job to find out how to reach those customers through PR. So I set out and I, I planted a story and I actually wrote part of it um, on indoor air pollution that landed on the cover of the real estate section in the Virginia Daily Pilot. And he ultimately sold within 30 days his entire year's inventory of product. Oh my god. So through a single story one time in one publication. Now, in contrast, say an ad in Reader's Digest, a black and white ad, which mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody knows if they still remember, Reader's mm-hmm. Digest is about 5 by 8. One time black and white ad in Reader's Digest is $195,000. Wow. Wow. And how many times does someone actually need to see that ad before they have a call to action? At least five to seven. Mm-hmm. Which is, which, right? And believe <laughs> right. me, please spend your advertising dollars at webmasterradio.fm. It Absolutely. It goes a long way, but, but, you know. Exactly. But, but truly, I mean, what we do a lot here is it has to do with a lot of, a lot of PR blended in with our advertising, but. Well, absolutely true. And, and, and your market is great mm-hmm. because it's so directed. It's so targeted. And so the people that come there are already focused. They already are looking for content. Mm-hmm. And that's different than traditional advertising where you're just competing out there, you know, in, in a world that's saturated with other messages. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I think I wonder if we're, we're oversimplifying this a little bit uh, in that, you know, you, it wasn't just as easy as you drafting up a story and handing it to them and saying, here you go. There's a lot more set up, I assume, and, and finding out what that medium was looking for and to, Absolutely. What, so how do you get the story? How do you get the story, Margo? Well, I would say media relations is 98% preparation mm-hmm. and 2% execution. And when people yeah. come to my seminars, they leave tired <laughs> because <laughs> they learn a lot, but they mm-hmm. have a great time all day. And one of the things that they really get is I'm going to have to do a little bit more, more work up front to get the results that I need. And I think most of us in PR spend 98% of our time kind of floundering and trying to figure it out and 2% of the time winning. And it really should be reversed. So research is really, really, really key to understanding the market. You have to research the reporter. You have to understand the beat. You have to understand the publication, the outlet. You have to watch the TV show, listen to your web shows. 
you know, be aware of the outlet that you're trying to penetrate. I mean, I would not pitch the L.A. Gay Men's Chorus to Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Unless I really wanted some controversy. But, I mean, if I was just their publicist and said, so, oh, this guy, I'm looking at a media directory, right? And if mm-hmm. I don't know who he is, oh, you know, he's got a pretty good audience. I'll pitch, his, I'll, you know, I'll pitch him. Right. Um, you have to do more than that. And, and um, the, the co-producer or co-host that we were talking with beforehand said, you know, uh, reporters and editors are so besieged by irrelevant PR pitches that they're just about ready to pull their hair out. And right. survey after survey says that only 10% of what we pitch them is relevant. And that is catastrophic, and it should be stopped. And hopefully, and I'm part of that solution, and then I teach people that you have to research, you have to understand what you're going through, because this is a sales process. PR is sales. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Most people who get in PR say, oh, I got PR because, you know, I I like to talk to people. (laughs) But I never would be a salesperson. Well, we're all telemarketers. We're the worst kind of salesperson that there is, supposedly, because we come in and we have to call editors that aren't thinking about us and pitch them on a story that they weren't thinking about five minutes ago. But how so do you do... a lot of research. So, okay, so you, you, you get the research, but, you know, as you, you made a really good point, and this is something, you know, every show, Joe, we just got, you know, it's all about the relationship, and if someone likes you, they're more likely to do business with you than someone else, right? So you're Yes, and I, I have a stat on that, actually. When I worked for Weber Shanwick, one of the world's largest PR firms, I did a survey, and 88% of our account executives came back and said that having a direct relationship with the reporter had resulted in positive coverage for their clients, whether or not the story itself was newsworthy. Mm-hmm. So not only does it get you, get you mm-hmm. stories, but it will get you stories, and reporters will actually work harder to fit in a story that to doesn't actually it. really tip the scales um, if they have a good relationship with you. Okay, so now this is silly. I mean, because you're, you're outgoing, you've got an awesome personality, so it's not hard for you to be separated from the pack. But, you know, these reporters, they know. Like, you're calling them? They know that you don't really, you know, you don't really care how their day is, how their dog Schnooky is, right? So how do you how do you do something in earnest and get your way? Well, the first thing I teach PR people is to stop being selfish and stop being self-centered. And I think as a as a people we aren't, but a lot of times our our top managers are because all they're focused on is the bottom line mm-hmm. and they don't have to go on the front lines and fight the battle like we do. And so they kind of live in their own little bubble and, and expect everybody to do it. Um, so the first thing I do teach is, you know, look at everything from the reporter's perspective. Look at everything from that media outlet's perspective. Find something that's relevant for them. And if you're pitching a national health care story to a local region, find out how many people in that region are going to be affected by the device that you're creating or the disease that you're trying to prevent and localize it for that particular region. Because... You have to make it relevant. There's just no excuse not to. And what you're saying, and really like the big nugget that I took out of what you said as well is, you know, make it as easy as possible for the journalists to create that story. Like you've given them the stats. You've given, like you basically gave them the story. They just need to put the flourish with their own style on it. Exactly. Right. And, and, and <laughs> another way we do that is we read what they write. We, again, watch the television segments, listen to the radio shows so that you can reference something that they recently did. Um, I got a huge in with Forbes magazine. I went to see Quentin Hardy speak at a, an event, and um, I really wanted to get him to come to Weber Shanwick and, and talk to us about how to get good press for our, you know for our clients with Forbes. And it was a hard nut to crack. So when I saw him at an event, I went up, got his card, just said, "I want to talk to you about some stuff. Can I call you?" Hey, that's exactly what we need to do. Just get the agreement to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm, I perfect. then called him up, said, "Hey, Quentin, I read a story that he'd written about Carly Fiorina at the time at HP." He was covering it. And I said, um, you know, hey, Quentin, I just read the story you wrote about Carly. You know, wow, it seems like she's really blah, blah, blah. 
and we talked for about 15 minutes about the content of the story. You know, writers write to be read. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you folks respected like you, his craft. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to read the story all the way through because sometimes it changes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't read the first headline or the first couple paragraphs and think you know the whole story. Right, right. So you have to call up and say, not, it's not just enough to say, I liked your story. You have to offer some interesting comment on it. And then you should tie in what you're doing that, that relates to that in some way or contrasts it in some way. And I see the world very much in terms of contrast. And so do reporters. They don't want to talk about things that have already been talked about. They want to hear the untold story. They want to hear the stuff that's new. They want to hear things that, that go against maybe what everybody is thinking. Okay. So I would say there's two ways to get PR. One, tie into a current trend, talk about what everybody's talking about. Or two, tell me something that goes against that or tell me something I didn't know about that. Okay. You know what? We, we're going to take a quick break. And okay. we're going to make sure that we tell people about things that are going to help them talk about adding to their bottom line, add to their bottom line. Pay a little homage to our advertisers, and we'll be right back with our very special guest, Margo Mateus. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with ReferBack.com. They've shown me how to... ReferBack.com show me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. ReferBack gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit ReferBack.com. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental. What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already. To see how Lyris can simplify your life, visit Lyris.com or call 1-888-GO-LYRIS. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyris today. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host, David Zatella, and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. PPC Rockstars. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Watch 
out for the vampires. Enter the communications coven that is webmasterradio.fm. Now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Visit the webmasterradio.fm homepage for all the details. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babbitt. I'm joined with my terrific co-host, Joe Belorier of PR Web. And our special guest today, our featured guest, is Margot Mateus, the media relations maven. Welcome back, Margot. Hey, Brandy. Hey, so Joe. Yeah. You got, you, 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 you got some special questions for Margot. Well, we've been talking a lot about how, you know, the PR industry needs to be more accurate in pitching to uh, the media and, and uh, media venues. Uh, it, it's kind of timely we'd be discussing this because uh, recently I've seen in the blogosphere and, and uh, within online media, uh, people that are blogging, they're, they're out there complaining about getting irrelevant pitch uh, spam from the PR realm. And they're going so far now as to uh, putting up lists. They're, they're blacklisting agencies that are uh, sending them stuff that's just noise by their definition. And uh, it's, it's a huge pushback. And uh, I get the feeling that they're maybe doing more damage than good to themselves uh, from their own PR perspective. But also they're trying to train an entire industry how to pitch to them specifically. And I, I think that's kind of silly. Uh, and I wonder how you know, Margo may sound in on this. You know, I don't blame them. I really don't blame them. And I try to put Can they through... train a whole industry, though? Well, we try to By do it a little that? bit at a time. I'm actually working on a media relations certificate program uh, where people will be personally trained by me and then hired by agencies. Mm-hmm. And um, not only will that kind of broaden uh, their perspective... But it'll also narrow that gap, and that's really what I see my job is, is narrowing, you know, being the missing link between, <laughs> and Brandy and I laughed about this, about being the missing link, being the missing link between the journalistic world and the PR world, because the truth is, is that most PR people have never set foot in, in a newsroom, they don't know what journalists are like, they don't know what their life is like, and I actually had one gal in Orange County say to me, you know, I'm so scared to pitch the media, and I said, why? And she said, well, you know, I just picture him in his 7,000 square foot office and his Armani suit laughing at me. <laughs> and it was all I could do not to laugh, and I took a pregnant pause, and I said, no, honey, that's us. That's the PR firm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Anybody that looks like they slept in their clothes that comes out of a newsroom is usually a reporter. Yes. And anybody who's in a suit is usually in sales or publishing. Now, of course, there are stylists, journalists. I don't want to set the world on fire about that. But it's just a very different world, and they're very unaccustomed to it. And we uh, come into PR really not understanding that it's a sales job and that sales requires listening to your prospect and respecting your prospect and understanding your prospect's needs, not shoving a story down their throats. Yeah, well, it's so funny you mentioned it, pushing you'll frame it that way in that I, I recently queried uh, some local media. I'm in this very small community up in northwest Washington, uh, 60,000 population, not a, not a metropolitan area. So being in the media is very important to merchants in this area. And I, I talked right. to the local business journal, the local daily paper, and some of the others, and asked them, you know, what do you, what do you think of the local PR agencies and, and which ones are doing the best job at pitching their companies? or their clients to you? And the resounding answer was, the ones that know what I'm looking for, the ones that suggest placement in certain sections of my publication, 
the right. ones that have you know done their homework and have worked with me and found out what it is I'm looking for, they're always spot on. I always suggest that the practitioners make an introductory phone call first before they start pitching. When you join an agency, when you start your own firm, when you're working for a company, call, make a, make a target list of like five to ten major media that you really want to become good friends with, that you know you're going to have to have repeat coverage in and that are really super influential. Call them up and say, hi, my name is so-and-so, I work for this company, I'm going to be pitching you stories. I want to know what stories you're looking for. And at that point, the journalist's mouth will fall open, agape and absolute wonder, because no one ever says that to them. And they will start listening to you, and they will tell you. They will say, well, you know, I cover this, I cover that. And then you can just kind of ask them questions. Well, would you be interested in something like this? But it's not a pitch. It's your turn to interview the journalist to find out how you can use a very important four-letter word with them, and that is help, how you can actually help them. Because it's our job to be resources for them, and nowadays with the, sh- the shrinking journalistic pool and the shrinking dollars and stuff in the, in the newsrooms, we have to spoon-feed them stories. We have to do all the work for them to make it easy for them to put that story into play. So we really have to understand what they need and be there every step of the process, setting up the interview, giving them the background points, being there if something goes wrong, and just being as capable and helpful and accessible a resource as we can possibly be. Now, let me ask you a question. I mean, that's very well said, and I and I agree with you as far as, not that it matters if I agree with you, you're the expert, but, um, you know, with picking up the phone and making, like, that, that personal contact, because it's so easy for, to get lost in email, and it's one-dimensional and what have you. Yeah. How do you, you don't create relationships really that way. Yeah, no, I mean, unless, you know, you, you know how to write great sonnets or something, but... <laughs> You know, but how do you get like, so, so, all right, let's go back to being, we'll we'll continue this little goofy thing. So Brandy wants to be on Oprah. Of course you do. Okay. It's not (laughs) my target audience. It ain't going (laughs) to lift any sales for me, but you know what? From a posterity standpoint, my ego, you know, it could barely fit in the room today. It needs. (laughs) (laughs) Great hairdos will do that. That's true. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm bringing the bouffant back. God damn it. (laughs) The ozone. Who needs the ozone? I got my own. It's my way of opening up a tunnel to God. No, wilding, streaming, streaming. Now, that's a PR spin I can live with. <laughs> exactly. So, I got, I'll have every extremist calling me. What do you mean? That's great. That's um, great. But, but, so, but let's just say, and we can use someone else. I'm just, you know, I'm all about me. No, I'm not. Well, yeah, I am. But, so I want to be on Oprah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Oprah gets, God knows how many pitches. She, she must have like, you know, I'm sure 20 segment producers. So now I get like an associate. How do you get the the right associate producer on the phone? How do you how do you cut through the clutter? Because uh, like everyone and their mother has a brilliant story pitch. Well, the truth is that it's hard to cut through the clutter. That's the reality of it. Because their PR people are breeding like cockroaches, and there's less and less journalists out there. And and I say that with great love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, boy, isn't that the truth? Journalists turn into there. PR, don't they? Huh. Don't, don't yeah. journalists just convert into PR agency staff? Uh, no, that's considered crossing over into the dark side. Oh, so, I, I see it so yeah. often now, it seems. Yeah, well, they do because we, you know, we do get tired of, of working for companies that don't appreciate us and being under, under, overworked and underpaid and all that. Um, but actually, not every journalist translates into a good PR person because it's a sales job. And a lot of journalists uh, prefer to write because they're a little bit more introverted. And PR is not just writing. They teach you writing in school, but it's really selling and working with people and putting yourself out there and being able to be rejected. 
So when you're calling these producers and trying to, trying to work the system to even just get into an outlet, this is a sales job. It's, it's no different than working a cold mm-hmm. call job. Yeah, but you can you, freak you some of these hours, right? Right, but you can freak some of these introverted people out too, right? Like, I you, can what? You can not you, like the you in general, right? You, you know, you've got this journalist who's like this introverted person, and you know right. has like this great integrity to their craft, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. You know, and here you are contacting them, trying to create this relationship. I mean, you know, that can kind of freak them out as well. If they're these yes, little absolutely. Cave and in my seminars, people. we go through exercises to kind of show people what that's like. <laughs> and I think that's that's one of the things that people really take away from my seminars is that that experience. I put them in I put them in the shoes of being an editor and a reporter, hearing pitches and hearing us and hearing hearing themselves come across the way that they do, and they really get it in their gut. Like, wow, I get what this is all about now, and it changes their their opinion. Yeah. But um, it is a very tough job, and in terms of finding the right producers for for programs. Um, you start with media directories. You have to watch the show. You have to make repeated phone calls. I called N. Guy Kroll at Newsweek 16 times to pitch him a story about the Consumer Electronics Show in the year 2000. I left him one voicemail and two emails over a nine-day period. And on the 16th call, he answered the phone and said, this is N. Guy. And I said, N. Guy, this is Margot from Telecruz. I'm the one who's been stalking you for two weeks. Right. And he laughed and he said, I'm so sorry. I was in Japan. What's going on? That's and awesome. we ended up getting coverage in Newsweek. That's terrific. Let's do this. We need to take one last break, um, and then we'll come right back to this really fascinating interview with Margot Mateus. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah. GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. Can you believe how long it takes to order food here? Uh, Here we go. Excuse me. She's not even looking over here. Great service is hard to come by. Whether you're sitting at a bar, restaurant, or creating effective search advertising campaigns. Um, excuse me. I think we need to go somewhere else. It's easy to feel forgotten, especially when your advertising budget is on the line. LookSmart serves up to 400 million queries a day with a side of the best customer service in the online advertising industry. Hi, how are y'all doing today? What can I get you folks to eat? You were right. This place is so much better. LookSmart, premium and performance advertising solutions. The Hook. You get to see 
so much work at camp. It's not great work, but some of it really is. And, and you know you what I really have a love about because <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to talk about the partying. <laughs> it's my show, and everybody that knows me knows I like to party. You know me, I like to party. The Hook live broadcast Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Advertising Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Watch out for the vampires. Enter the communications coven that is webmasterradio.fm. Now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Visit the webmasterradio.fm homepage for all the details. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hey, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin with Joe Belaurier of Pure Web, my co-host, and Margo Mateus, the media maven, who is getting me on Oprah. So, <laughs> I, now, I've always been known for pitching the impossible, but I... I <laughs> now, I told you, Brandy, if you want to get on Oprah, you have to dress in dog clothes. Are you willing to do that? I know you do that sometimes, you know, on the weekend, on the QT, but are you willing to do it, you know, in front of the whole world? Hey, some people call that a fetish, okay? <laughs> and that's becoming very chic in today's culture. You um, know what? It, really, if I had to do that, I would find a way to do that. Yeah. And I would research that trend, and I would find a way to make Oprah think that that was important to her. But that's the thing. You have to find out what's important to your target market mm-hmm. and to your target media. And that's the mistake that we all make. It's like, it's all about me. I'm great. I want to be on everything. Not that you're not. You are totally deserving of all fame and fortune and publicity. And but of course. I just like it. We have a we have a history, the goofy, silly thing about the Oprah thing. But yes. Oh, we do. So, and, so I bring and, it back. But that's the thing. It's like we have to train our clients and our customers that we have to really make it about the, the outlet that we're targeting. We have to make it important to them. Here's a quick example. You're sitting at home telemarketer calls you up at 6 o'clock, which is really what we are. We're story brokers. Mm-hmm. We sell stories. Telemarketer calls you up at home and says, um, Hi, Miss, Miss Mattis. Um, I'm Jane with XYZ Marketing Company. Have you got a minute? No, I don't have any time. I hate her. I want her to go away. Here's the difference. She calls me up at 6 o'clock at home. Um, hey, Margo, listen, I know that you're a PR trainer, and you're probably interested in talking to more PR people for leads. I've got a company that can give you 30,000 qualified leads a month. Have you got a second? I just grew a whole bunch more time, didn't I? Uh, Absolutely. Because she made mm-hmm. it relevant for me. She was casual. She was direct. She showed that she did her research. She knew who I was. Mm-hmm. She knew what I did, and she knew what my needs were. Well, and that's yeah. what, exactly what we need to do. And disarm, yeah, she disarmed you in a very positive way. Exactly. Which And that's what yeah. we need to do. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. That and um, my, my goofy little story, because you reminded me of it, was I was trying to get a hold of someone for the longest time, and finally I, I got a hold of them. And I understand, because, you know, people with me, major media outlets, and this wasn't a, per se a major media outlet, it was a major corporation, um, you know, they're just barraged constantly, con- you know what I mean? Just, you know, when you're on deadline, you're trying to do your thing, you're also trying to keep yourself open to people, it, it gets frustrating, you know? You're the const- average daily newspaper reporter gets a thousand emails a day. Like, oh my God, how do you... A thousand how- emails a day. Oh, it's in survey after survey after survey. Yeah. And it's, a thousand yeah, emails a day. Like, how do you crawl through that, right? I mean, I was going to go someplace <laughs> else, but how do you crawl through that? What happens if, you know, someone sent over a press release or a story pitch that was, that had to do with... You know, 
making sure that the ozone layer was completely closed. And you missed that in, in your thousand, right? So you, you have to be very, very good at mm-hmm. what you do as a PR person. You have to be very, very mm-hmm. good at writing target subject lines that command attention, that get right to the point, and you've got to hold their attention for about six seconds. And that's all you've got. Right. Right. And they're going to just scan you and, and get rid of you. Which is important. I mean, I know, you know, this, right. this woman that I'm talking about, I, I'll never forget, she was so, like, mean to me. And I couldn't understand, like, why was she so mean? And then I, th- I thought to myself, I handle things a little bit differently, but she's she's not per se being mean. She's trying to get to the point so she can get on to the next thing. And if I'm not if I'm not adding to her life, right, if I'm not benefiting her, she doesn't want to talk to me. So I, I, exactly. got, I got her on the we phone. We are huge distractions. I mean, we, they need us and we need them. But imagine if somebody kept interrupting you all day, mm-hmm. a thousand spams, hundreds of phone calls, Gee. all the time while you're trying to get your job done every day on deadline mm-hmm. with your butt on fire, mm-hmm. and people just keep getting in your way with irrelevant things to talk about. You would lose your mind, too. Oh, yeah. I've been there. Like, I'm there now. <laughs> I, I did. I lost my mind. I went to St. Bart. I tried to go there and get it, but they wouldn't let me across the county, you know, the state border. But... Um, <laughs> You know, but it's the stupid things, too, that when, like, you know, I make an identification. I said to this woman, I go, do you do you have a boyfriend? She said she said to me, you know, no, why? And I said, well, because at the time I had a friend that was just moving to New York and he was really, you know, um, he was really like immersed in his work, didn't know anyone, wasn't. I mean, he was a social guy once you got to know him, uh, but he didn't know anyone. And I'd love for him to have someone that he would take him out for dinner and sort of show him the ropes. Oh, my God. I had a real conversation with her. Not only did I have a real conversation with her, but I made a lot of money with her. Exactly. Because we have to be real people. We, we come through the box like these little PR dolls. And uh, I've never had a journalist say to me, could you be more formal? Could you take longer to get to the point? <laughs> you know, and, and could you waste more of my time? Yeah, exactly. They don't live in that world. They live in a very nuts and bolts, fast-paced, hectic, deadline-driven world. What do you got and, for me? And, exactly. What have you got? Here's a good example. I called Wilson Rothman, 530. He's the tech editor of Time Magazine. The same time I was pitching the consumer electronics story. He answers the phone. Rothman! I mean, just like that. Mm -hmm. 530 on Friday afternoon. Most people would hang up. I responded to him instinctively as a journalist. And I said, whoa, you sound slammed. Have they got you buried? And he said, yeah. He said, you wouldn't believe what's going on. I have never talked to him before or since. Okay? (laughs) Tell who I am calling him. And I said, well, what happened? what's going on? And he says, well, you know, they got me on this special story, and I'm working in the basement, and I'm working 60 hours a week. And I just sympathized with him for a few minutes, you know, and I was, thinking, I was just asking him all these questions and hanging out with him. And when he was done venting, he says, uh, okay, so what have you got? You've got 30 seconds. <laughs> so I, I listened to him for five minutes and been totally sympathetic to his situation. Right. And then he's like, what have you got? Coroners and, and reporters love to say that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had done my homework, so I said to him, I said, well, it's the world's first interactive TV set. It's completely plug-and-play. There's no set-top box, and it comes with free ISP. Now, to a tech editor, he knew exactly what that meant. That pitch was about six seconds long. He goes, that sounds cool. I said, it is cool. And we were one of three, three products featured that year in Time Magazine with a photo uh, for the Consumer Electronics Show. That's From him awesome. answering the phone. Rothman. That, yeah, absolutely. So you have to talk to them like real people because they really are. Good for me because they are. <laughs> Were you, were you offering the exclusive on that, or was that was just, you know, no, bringing I was, somebody I else into the fold? No, no, because we were featured in Newsweek and a bunch of other publications as well. Right on. That's huge. Yeah. That's fabulous yeah. and huge. And you know what? Not 
this whole this whole interview is so fabulous and we have run out of time again <laughs> so we need well, we'll just have to do it again sometime won't we yes we will so you know what thank you so much for for um making the inroad to that invitation because joe what do you think should we have margo back again oh absolutely then i can pronounce her last name properly breath of fresh yeah. air oh no 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 I, it's uh, it's both ways it doesn't matter that's fine you can pronounce my name any way you like well, thank you. But I, 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 prefer, I prefer pronouncing it the way you like. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So You're so cute. I'm so much of a salesperson, I don't care. <laughs> you're like, you're Whatever like, makes you happy is fine with me. Right. It doesn't matter. So, no. But you guys, and, go, and, go check out Margo Mateus. Um, she's right, you know, she has a column for the PRSA called Media, um, Media Relations Maven. It's in the Tactics newspaper. Phenomenal um, sessions that are really going... I mean, my God, and honestly... If you are a salesperson, go to her PR sessions because they're going to help you. I mean, PR is something that you can incorporate into all aspects of your personal as well as your professional life. Um, She is the best. Um, So uh, we just wish uh, you the best of luck and look forward to having you back the next time, Margo. Thank you, Brandy. And people can check me out at my website, which is www.prtrainer.com. So that's easy to remember, PRTrainer.com. And there's free articles to download and videos to watch and stuff like that. And I want to thank Webmaster Radio for doing such an excellent job for supporting this industry and helping us be better and just being as aggressive and wonderful and full of energy that you are. So you provide a very valuable service, too, and we really appreciate that. Oh, thank you, Marco. That meant a lot. Thank you. Rock on. So I'm glad we got the Mutual Esteem Society here. (laughs) Always works for me. What, am I, what can I say? I'm all about good-looking, smart, you know, talented people. So. Just like yourself. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping it's going to rub off. I hang out with you and Joe enough. It should rub off on me at some point. All right. So I've got... Before we got, get the camera on you, Brandy. Yeah, right, oh, okay. That's right. So well, I'm going to be in New York in a few weeks, Brandy. I'm going to look you up. Oh, okay, but you need to come south. You're in Florida. Florida. <laughs> you're in New Yorker. I was associated with New York. Sorry. You're like, everyone does that. That's so obvious. First of all, I'm a very uh, proud Bostonian. Um, but but come on down to Florida. I dare you. I will. Okay. You heard it here. It's on the ear. All right. <laughs> it's a commitment. <laughs> Bra- Brasco, Brasco's moving his hands around like he's trying to land a helicopter in here. It's going to screw up my heel if there's a helicopter landing. So we're out. Oh, my God. <laughs> thanks, Margo. <laughs> thanks a lot, you guys. <laughs> Thank you. And, Joe, thanks for another great show. Always. All right. I will, we'll be back next week. Same bat channel, same bat time.